Welcome back to the Weekend Warrior Show Recap Podcast. I'm Ty from the Unemployed Architects. This day, or today, sitting down with Noah Rankin Capados. Dude, you got it. All right. Sometimes I just call you Noah Rankin. So. Dude, Capados, I got uh, Capados. Capados. Uh, I've heard it many a time, many but, a different But ways. it is Capados. It is. Sounds very like, what, Greek? Yep. Yeah. Very cool. So is that kind of where your family's from, or? No. Uh, well, yes. Yes and no. Um... My mom is uh, from around here. Um, She's the Rankin part. Maybe. She is the Rankin. Yeah, yeah. There's two. There's a hyphen there. And right. then the Capados is from my dad's side of the family. Um, and they are... So my dad, I believe, um, his parent, his dad, came from Greece. My um, my papu, that's... They, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Glad to learn it, you know. Yeah, Not yeah. something... Papu and yaya. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I didn't really associate too much. I haven't had much contact with that side of the family, um, which actually the record kind of touches on some of that. I was going to say, there's one specifically, maybe song number five, yeah. that kind of hits that pretty hard, I feel like. But yeah. we'll get we'll get into that a little bit. But uh, So, let's just start with basic introduction. I know you've done this before, but first time with the video, which is kind of cool. And, uh, you know, you're solo this time. Last time you had the band. So, uh, maybe just uh, tell everybody who you are, your band... Uh, what you've been been up to? Um, so I'm yeah I'm Noah. Uh, I'm I uh, go by Great Value Jesus, um, and Great Value Jesus is like a it's it's kind of just a name for all the different types of music I Try like to. Chair more like this. Ooh. Sorry, not like turn it so you're kind of facing that. I see. There we go. So um, Great Value Jesus is kind of just like a musical outlet. I I have so many varied influences from. I mean, as you know, I when I took lessons from you. Um, which we took, I took lessons from you when I was a wee lad. Yep. Uh, gosh, that was like nine years ago. That's, it's crazy to say out loud, but yeah. it's been cool to watch kind of the growth of everything and kind of... Yeah, you'd have a really, you kind of have one of the best perspectives of, you know, like seeing... From you start. Know, then, yeah, yeah, to where I am now. Yeah. Um, yeah, Great Value Jesus is just kind of a good outlet for rock any lo-fi hip-hop um electronic music all yeah so i was gonna get into that so what's the album called Let's, big things coming soon big things coming soon so I, I was gonna say it seems a little more multi-genre than some of the other stuff i've heard on from you i mean i've heard yeah. some stuff where you've done like instrumental album i think or like a kind of more lo-fi type thing but mm -hmm. uh i mean the the, the records you re you've released with great value jesus i feel like are more on the rock side of things mostly. they are <clears throat> yeah so um two records ago um i released a, a, a hip-hop lo-fi hip-hop record called 6am which was instrumental i produced the entire thing and then played the guitar bass um messed with the samples and actually i <laughs> Did it with uh, my iPhone. Um, yeah, you can do so much with all. Dude, as, it's, it's so cool. As you can see, you know, we're recording on the iPhone. I got my iPad back here recording the audio. You know, there's so much you can do just having just a little bit. But you have to have a little bit of know-how, too. But oh, that stuff's all easy to find, really. Yeah, and actually, lately, the past year, I've been going to ISU uh, doing the music production. Um, that's my degree. I get a Bachelor's of Science, but it's in music production. So, awesome. like, it's like you know hey bachelors of science and that's like you know if you're just looking at that like oh yeah cool you can get work at state farm right they don't actually know this is actually <laughs> on the music production side. right um but that those classes have really changed my 
um, idea of what a record could be in terms of like multi-genre. I want it to be alternative. Right. Well, really. you definitely hit a lot of different things, I think. I think you hit um, de definitely a little bit on the acoustic kind of singer songwriter side. You definitely have... There wasn't as much rock, straight rock on this album that... And by the way, 19 tracks. That was yeah. that was a lot. And I've only, you know, I've only listened to them all once. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I might be a little bit skewed in what I'm saying because I, I won't have it exactly down. But, you know, I listened to the first half last night, second half tonight, today, and uh, I feel like... Uh, I got a, a semi-good grasp of it as, like, the fullness. Yeah. The individual details I might have a little bit of trouble getting into when we when we start going down that road. But, I, like I was saying, you do have, it seems like, uh, you know, acoustic kind of singer-songwritery type stuff. And then you have uh, kind of almost rap. What would you call it? Rap, hip-hop kind of? Spoken word. Yeah, I'd call, I, I, I'm not rapping. I refuse to say I'm rapping. It's It's... And I, one of my music production classes, we did critiques. This is how I, I, I would elaborate as uh, spoken word, rhythmically speaking words. Right. But not... I mean, rap stands for rhythm and poetry. Yeah, so, I mean, it's hard to not call it that, I think. You know, um, rhythmically speaking, I just, I gosh, I've always laughed at... I, I would laugh at myself 10 years ago. Actually, when I started taking lessons with you, if you would have thought, hey... Ten years from now, you'd be rapping. Right. And I'd be like, no fucking way, dude. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there is, like, that soft acoustic Elliot Smith kind of, like, uh, Connor Oberst, Bright Eyes. Yeah, kind of. I definitely was going to say Bright Eyes feel on this album, for sure. Because it was kind of, you know, with him, I do feel like he hits a lot of genres as well. 100%. And uh, his voice is... You know, not what you think of like classically good, but it fits the music, which I think you you have something going on there as well. Like the fitting of your vocals within the music is the uh, lines and kind of it's very original sounding too, which is cool. But uh, anyhow, what I was getting to is that so you get the singer songwritery, the the like hip hop, you know, the rhythm, the rhythm hip hop. I'd say like R and B because I really enjoy that kind of like just slower relaxed you know kind of bass groove um with everything being kind of chill and i think that's more rhythm and blues versus rab like yeah got yeah. that rab feel yeah there is one song on the record that is like you know probably like a house track like i wanted to you know like i was thinking okay like the song heat i was like okay i want to i want a song that i would walk into fat jacks at like 11 30 at night and people are that, i think the that's the one that felt the most rap to me there may be like the second song too chilling yeah, yeah. yeah yeah that one had more of a kind of rap feel to it and you know for me obviously i'm going to veer towards the elliot smith type stuff that's just kind of in bright eyes i definitely am a big fan of bright eyes but uh i don't feel like i not that i think that music that kind of music's bad or anything i just, just doesn't speak to me so i don't really know that i you oh, know will have a lot to input or output on that unfortunately just because of my limited understanding of it in general but uh, that, that's exactly how i felt like i even I think the last two years I started really getting into hip hop. Like Kendrick Lamar is probably by far my favorite modern artist. One really of my sang. other singer songwriter friends mm -hmm. is one of the biggest Kendrick Lamar fans. Dude, oh, there is. I have a knock. I have two Kendrick shirts. One of them a knockoff. One of them's a real one. Which is which? Uh, you can tell. The quality <laughs> you can tell right away. All right, cool. Well, um, so so definitely some Ken Kendrick uh, influence as far as some of the songs. Then you think? 
Oh, 100%. Um, like, kind of a mix between... Uh, there, there is, like, kind of a little bit of alternative, like, psychedelic, um, kind of, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers-esque vibe, Modest Mouse-esque vibe. Modest Mouse, I could hear that a little bit, for sure. Um, I, I also really love Modest Mouse as well. I like them a lot in high school. I mean, I've seen them live once, and I think, honestly, I don't know if it ruined it for me necessarily, but I just think that's a hard sound to get good live. I mean, because they're doing so many weird things. And part of it was I was at Bonnaroo and I saw him like a Sunday afternoon. So it was like, it's a bad slot because, you know, everybody's kind of tired and over the weekend a little bit during the day, especially on Sunday. I think, you know, it probably livens up a little bit at Sunday night, but um, as the sun goes down anyway. But anyhow, I, I, I do feel like the very interesting songs, very like uh, intriguing, unique sounds. Kind of similar in that bright eyes way, you know, it has its own thing going. So, and I would say the same thing about the album, your album. Yeah, it's a lot of the record. I wanted this one. I didn't really care if you could hear it live easily or not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I started out with this intention, kind of like Modest Mouse. I actually saw Modest Mouse at Shaky Knees. And oh, I gotcha. At, they actually played Sunday Night. Um, oh. Not as not as good as you. Right. They were not as. They were probably about the same as your experience right i mean it, it wasn't i think it wasn't bad yeah but it was it's just hard like, it's hard to judge a band on one show but you know everybody everybody does it you know everybody mm -hmm. because as you know you know you, you you every show is crazy and it could go any way and there could be so many issues that you don't even like think of before that happened during you know like the sound being bad that's one easy thing that makes a band sound like shit but mm -hmm. You know, it's not really their fault necessarily. I mean, I think a lot of performing is figuring out, you know, how to come out on top on those situations. You know, kind of slowly, kind of, you know, through the years, like, oh, if everything's sounding bad, sometimes the easiest thing is to just turn stuff down, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like the vocals are half the reason that people are at a show. So if I, if I can't hear myself well and it's really loud, I'll just cut down the, the the guitar. I'll cut down all the other stuff except the vocals. Make sure I can hear those vocals. Make sure you know. So it's like, how do you adapt in mm -hmm. every situation? And I feel like that's what you know in the long run kind of makes an artist great. Uh, not not always, but I mean, you know, some people don't have to struggle with that. Some people just you know get get their their break a little earlier, and they you know they got people kind of coaching them on the in ears and doing their sound, and they don't have to think about any of it. But people like I think you and I. You know, we're having to figure that stuff out for ourselves, and that's you know that's the that's the general. You know, that's that's mo that's mostly what happens. You know, yeah. the, the the other one's the exception to the rule. You know, the where you just get like people helping you like right away. Yeah, boy, oh boy. D again, when I was first taking lessons with you, I I'm pretty sure my 16, 15 year old mindset was like, all right, just gotta have to make it big at eighteen. Yeah. Here I am at twenty four, which right. I'm actually very content with. In the last year, dude, I have done so much work. I know you have been a very busy person. Great value Jesus released thirty seven songs. That's pretty crazy. That's a very high number. I mean I, I can't even kinda I don't even know how many I'm about to do a I got Friday I got a sixteen track live album release. But other than that uh, your EP sounded really good too. Uh, the uh, the pandemic relief, yeah, yeah that was that was really you. good. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, I I don't know. I go back and I listen. And I kind of hate it, but that's how it always is. I mean, I, it's hard to enjoy something that you kind of have to. You're listening to it for imperfections to try to fix things. 
So then it becomes, you know, you're, you just hear the imperfections. Everything else, any good part you can't appreciate because you're only, at least for me, everybody's a little different, but I get so ISO-focused on mistakes, it's hard for me to just, like, take a step back and try to, you know, listen to it as, like, a casual listener might, you know, not so, like, dialed in, like, oop, there's a little sharp, you know. So when I go back and listen to that, I kind of have that. It's cool on the um, vinyl. Like, it, I, th I think if you put it on the actual record player, it sounds pretty cool. But on the digital side, I'm not as, I don't think it sounds great on the Spotify. For me. Well, Spotify, you can always, Spotify does compress right. regardless. Um, I listen to it on my uh, speakers, my mixing speakers that I have at home. On that topic of like, it's kind of hard to separate the difference between um, audio engineer and musician. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of times you're having to do both, so it's like really we, tough. You and I both, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely hire out when I can. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I go to the studio... I, it's so much easier for me to have somebody just be like, I'll do maybe four vocal takes just all the way through, mm -hmm. or like, you know, maybe I'll do like just a vocal, you know, vocal take few for this part, vocal take few for this part, whatever. But, you know, there's slight differences in them, and I can tell, you know, sometimes I can be like, ah, oh, that one's definitely better. But if I have somebody that has an ear that can just be like, definitely that one, yeah. that's what I need. I need somebody to just be like, <laughs> point to it and be like, that's the one. Because mm -hmm. it's so hard for me to... Objectivity. Yeah, it's so hard to have that, especially about your own music. Like, I can listen to somebody else's song and be like, ooh, that was the good one. You know, like, if, if they're singing it, like, be like, you know, I can, I can appreciate it from, from that third-party perspective. But when it comes to your own stuff, I just, I just feel like I need somebody else to just, just tell me what's good, you know? Because ultimately, I feel like, you know, on that front, I, I don't necessarily know. I don't know what's good about me. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to assess your value. But objectively, yeah, stepping, stepping back and like, kind of, it is hard. Uh, again, going, going to ISU, doing like music production classes, I've, uh, when I have access, unlimited access to, um, like, thousands of dollars of music equipment and an audio lab so if you ever want to work i could probably help you out there yeah in that front that'd be cool um but i got people uh, in a class of like 15 people together and we just listened to new songs every single week we brought in new songs and so, so having so many people you so know, they're your songs but they're new your songs yeah it was advanced audio projects so and it didn't even have to be songs like it could be like sound effects narratives hmm. yeah um there are some people who brought in like thrillers so you feel like uh that's helped quite a bit having, having to other people just, well just do they critique you and tell you what they like about it and like what they critique work yeah and and it's good to talk to other musicians because people who can provide constructive criticism like be like, hey, point out to what you're talking about and then isolate it. Be like, okay, maybe it's this issue right here and I would go about doing it this way myself. Um, because getting objective, constructive criticism is hard sometimes. Yeah. Egos get in the way too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost impossible for me to, uh, you know, get through something like that myself. I just cannot. Like, I mean... Get, if if I put something out and then I listen to it back after I haven't listened to it for a long time, I can maybe get a little bit of taste of that. Like, uh, I, I can see why that was good or like why I thought that or why, you know, stuff like that. But 
it gets really tough just listening to yourself. Like if I, I I've done a couple just like videos, you know, like that whole thing was pretty much a, just a live video take. You know, it wasn't like uh, the pandemic relief was just just a live stream I did essentially. So you know, with that, it 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 was less intense than like you know going through a multi-track like 38 tracks 40 tracks per song and you know you're so dialed in it takes such a long time and then you know then to to listen back you know is is just a tough thing i think but i don't know you get used to it yeah you, you may i mean i don't <laughs> you i mean you you've gotten used to it too like like again like the stuff that uh that pandemic relief album it sounds pretty good. And I'm like, again, you're doing a lot of stuff just like how I do it as well. Like, do it do it yourself. But the equipment is so readily available. And if you have the skills to do it, you can you can really achieve some cool stuff. Yeah. I, I was talking some other, uh, I think I was doing an interview somewhere about uh, that album even. And just was kind of talking about how, like, you know, it's so crazy in co comparatively to, like, you know, in the scheme of time in the music industry how there were so many gatekeepers before there's really if you were literally one in a million if you kind of got through you know all the all the all the doors that you need to get through to maybe be be a successful musician now you know because there are no gate gatekeepers it's great cuz you can your everything's accessible to you you can you can record you can figure out how to record you can uh, video edit you can do every like but all the booking all the all the managerial stuff but because of that what does that mean well that means anybody can record anybody can play live so because of that the market is a lot more saturated so it's even harder to shine through but it's more easy to kind of just get stuff up and out you know what i mean it's kind of a yeah it's kind of a trade-off yeah exactly yeah but anyway, so let's get back to your album a little bit. Yeah. So uh, yeah, let's talk about that number five because that one definitely stuck out. Uh, what was that one called? Uh, Guy with Daddy Issues. Guy with Daddy yeah, Issues. Yeah, laying it right, right, right there. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I didn't see the titles because <laughs> I, I was. Uh, you sent them in Google Drive, I think. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I, I, I wanted to label them sequentially. Right. So I listened to it in order, and I might have missed one because it, the file wasn't working right or something. Um, it was an internet thing. I that that's the, I was, why this all had to be pushed back in general because no I had to get my some internet stuff figured out. But um, anyhow, it it would it would uh, I think I think I heard it from start to finish, but I didn't see full titles. Mm -hmm. So I mean, some of the ones like that that might have just been like, you know, right on all, yeah on the nose. I I maybe just had to kind of listen to the song and kind of take take uh, the lyrics and think about it and that's what made me think you know I, I didn't look at the title so it's uh, you know a lot more straightforward if I would have just looked at that I guess but hey you know uh, either way I thought it was I think it's a funny title you know yeah. uh, it's it's good it's a good way to use humor uh, to address like vulnerable things you know right and I mean I feel like the song itself is pretty vulnerable and I think that's why there there was something to it you know there's like something that for me that was one of my favorites because you know and, and obviously with I said earlier I'm, I'm more of yeah, the acoustic, acoustic. singer-songwriter guy I love I like to rock too so I mean if there's good rock songs that's great uh, the, the the more experimental kind of even some of the instrumentals, instrumentals I liked. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I noticed you did a lot more with like the synth and stuff like that for I did. some of those. 
maybe p- you had a piano song, I think. I did. I had, um, yeah, I wanted to have a lot of variety. Um, the piano, a lot more of the, well, it kind of stands to reason, the acoustic songs are the more vulnerable songs. Right. Um, you know, and that kind of makes sense, like, metaphorically, right? Yeah. Um, whereas, like, the transition songs, I did, uh, I, I have a MIDI keyboard, and... Oh my goodness! Uh, I've had so much fun with it. On it, this se- it seems like you were having a good time with it, because oh, yeah. and you used some samples, I think, at certain parts. I did. You had uh, some some spoken word samples of like speeches, mm-hmm. which um, that was interesting. I thought. Yeah, I think that's track sixteen. This is a computer, either sixteen, fifteen, or sixteen, um, and that was an interview from nineteen seventy four. I was talking about like technology kind of taking over, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was uh, super cool because. It, it adds another element to the record, you know, like how technology kind of helps isolate people, but also brings about uh, such a change in society. Right. And that kind of brings us back to, you know, just the accessibility of even being able to record. That's such a technological advance that, mm-hmm. like, you know, makes us uh, more connected, but then also kind of more separated sometimes, too. But anyway, so, uh, sorry, I, I completely derailed our track five conversation. Dude, you're so. fine. We we could go through the whole. I probably have the list here. Probably have because it wasn't one of the things the track list in the drive folder. Yeah. So um, if I go to that, we could just go through each song here. Yeah. There's a lot though. So I mean, like, some of <laughs> some them, of are them aren't sh- even that yeah, deep. Some yeah. of them are just funny. I was gonna say too. Uh, that one specifically. Do you ever listen to the uh, Incubus Science? I have not. Okay. There were the because they have a DJ that. Um, they have a couple songs that are kind of more like that. Like they take like a word or phrase and they kind of mix it into kind of like a groove. And uh, the science, the science album definitely had a lot of that stuff going on. So maybe you'd like that. There's a little bit of rap rock stuff there too. Um, definitely old school Incubus. Yeah, different, different kind of Incubus. But because I don't know how familiar you are with those guys, but Not they much. started straight heavy metal. Like I recall, was, that's what fung- I know of them. Fungus yes. Among Us was their first one, I think. And then you know their second one was Science, and that one was, you know, you could tell he was singing more. Brandon Boyd, and then uh, Morning, no Morning View was what Make Yourself would be the one after that, which that's more just like a indie rock album kind of kind of less commercial than Morning Dew, which is the one like Wish You Were Here and okay. a, a lot of those songs. And I think they they continually got more commercial. But he also, I feel like, continually got a lot better as a singer. So it's like, you know, after they realized, like, oh, you're, like, a really good singer, you got really good pitch, um, they're like, we should just do that more. But anyway, so that song definitely reminded me of that. Radiohead um, also love me some Radiohead, uh, which is why I liked implementing the electronic music. That's awesome. Sorry, I'm trying to pull this up here. Um, would it wouldn't be in the artwork folder. Uh, it should be in the main. Just in the main, we can talk about the. I can. You can remember the names. Cause oh, I can't Because see, yeah. I can't. I can't oh, see them. So yeah. when, that's what I was talking about earlier. That's the a guy. I, a that's all I saw when I listened to could it. Be, it could have been a guitar. <laughs> yeah, could have been anything. All right. Um, so, uh, first song had a, had kind of a little bit of a hit you in the face uh, right away line. You kind of decided to <laughs> be a little uh, maybe controversial almost right right away. I guess. Um, you know, actually, I wrote that song way back in 2018, and I've performed it live. And I, my drummer at the time, his mom was sitting right up front, and like we made eye contact 
right as I was like going into that phrase and boy oh boy uh was uh, her life was just <laughs> reeling yeah she was just, just reeling yeah yeah you know she's such a sweet woman um such a sweet innocent woman yeah um so yeah uh so let's song, talk about it this is, what's this one called slacker song um is about being a slacker i mean obviously a very exaggerated and hyperbolized view of like being a slacker kind of like long view right uh, by green day um having that element of like oh you know like life doesn't matter blah 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 but with the chorus going to but there can be redemption you know but one of these it's just been one of those days but at the end there can be redemption um you know you're a slacker but there's room for change and you know you're not it's a little more hope yeah you're a slacker but you're a good person you know what i mean like you're a sl- it's you're acknowledging that but you're not just that right well, I think I think in a lot of ways this album is you know t- telling people you're not just anything you know you're not just a rocker you're not just a singer songwriter guy you're not just a person who does lo-fi you know it kind of hits a full spectrum in a lot of ways so maybe that's kind of a metaphor for like you know you as a person more so because you know when I when I do an album it tends to kind of be pretty you know acoustic maybe a little bit on the rock side as mm-hmm. well um kind of kind of mashed together and uh you know for me that's kind of defines me i think like that you know those are my two those are the two things that speak to me the most but this album is kind of saying like there's more than just that for me which is is kind of a takeaway i had from it i think yeah and i also with how much music like listening to so much hip-hop um i and getting in and also listening to like bob dylan like I grew up loving Bob Dylan, but I also love Kendrick Lamar. One right. thing that they have in com- common is that, like their lyrics are just they tell stories. And I think that's what I want to do with this record is tell a story, and I think the best device was using uh different genres of songs to kind of link together uh different ideas. Um so like the first song is like you're a slacker, but and then track 2 would be chillin um which is kind of inviting the listener uh, as if you're a friend, you know what I mean? Like, let's get kind of close. We, you know, learn a little bit about each other. Um, and there's not really much sustenance to chillin' beyond, like, it's, it's it sounds nice, it slaps, you know, as the children say. Right, uh, but uh, also it's just like, you know, sometimes you're a guy that just likes to likes to party, likes yeah. to hang out. Likes well, to exactly, and you know what's hilarious is like... Chill. Yeah, exactly, chillin'. You know, it's, I, I didn't put in the, the title of that song. Um, I also have a 4.0 GPA and like yeah. the list of scholars, you know what I mean? Uh, Those which, get covered later. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and that's, that's what I like about this record. It's hyperbolized and it's not, you know, it tells stories. Okay, um, so then we're to the third song. Third Trip. song, Trippy Tiptoe Tango. Wow, that's a fun yeah. title. Um, can I put my can I put my knee up? Yeah, I like to. I think I that's, like that's this. all right. I don't, I don't know. You'll see it a little bit in this camera. Cool, cool. I actually had knee surgery on this knee twice. Yeah, that's what you were saying. It's yeah. pretty hard to believe that uh, you've had two knee surgeries. Dude, I'm 24. It's I crazy. Know. That's wild. I had one before uh, I took lessons with you. Yeah, I, I, it's vaguely coming back to me a little bit, but I mean, it was a long time ago. I, yeah, we were done. Oh, I was walking like, then. Yeah. No, I'm saying like, what nine years? You, what, how, when did we stop doing lessons? Was what you said earlier? Nine years, eight years, something like that. Six years? I don't know. Somewhere in there. Yeah, it's been about six years since we've been. So it would have been before you even started, which would have been Correct. you know leapfrogged. Yeah, I was already walking well then. You right. probably yeah, I, I walked normally. I think anyway. Um, 
Trippy Tiptoe Tango has nothing to do with my knee surgery and my ability to walk. Um, no, Trippy Tiptoe me- uh, Tango is a metaphor for um, like walking on eggshells. Mm, you know? I d- okay, that one's coming back to me a little bit. Yeah. I definitely remember a couple lines that I think said something to that effect. Yeah, walking on eggshells all my life, right? Um, and so this song was... Now that we've established a rapport of like, yeah, I can goof around and yeah, we can hang out as a friend... Now we're talking about a deep thing. This song is um, about my relationship with my stepdad um, and the um, toxic and just abusive relationship that not only we had, but he has with my mother. Um, And it's just uh, this is a way of uh, expressing um, my my thoughts on that. You know what I mean? Um, Using his own words, I think using his own words against him but but also not it's weird because i want to write a fine line between using my experiences to write songs yeah, but yeah also yeah. using other people's experiences yeah it doesn't have you know well this one does this whole album seems a little more personal maybe than that though you know like i feel like at least that's the vibe i got from it was i, kn- I know you're saying that you know maybe not a thousand percent factual everything every part of it because you know in life you're taken from other people's experiences as well but i do feel like there is a personal touch to this maybe more so than some of the other stuff i've listened uh, from yet and uh maybe just in general you know i feel like there was definitely like a, a a harder personal element to this but especially with track three um track three uh especially the the words you know love me more than your only son that uh, oh yeah that one I do remember that one yeah imagine being um, having a child who had a, a dad leave him introduce a, introduce this new man when you're three years old and then him not even like think of you as your child right like not even you know what I mean so yeah. that's um, that's kind of my relationship with him um, and then also kind of exposing my relationship with my biological dad, track five. Right, which we'll get to that. Track yeah. four, is that more of just a... Yeah, so there's actually, I have a music video <laughs> that I'm uh, editing on that right now. So track four, overconfident cis man tumbles to his demise. Why did I choose that? Well, we needed a break because I just kind of overshared a lot, right? right? You know, kind of just trauma dumped. And, and this, <laughs> you know, so we got to back it up a little bit. And that's why um, that song. Uh, you don't want to go from super heavy right into super heavy. Because exactly. that's the next one. As and well. in fact, this music video is kind of Thundercat-esque where um, it's just me. I hit, I fell, like I hit my knee and I fell. So it's just me um, running and hitting a park bench and then falling and filmed at like several different angles and with like different like exaggerated like like right. I'm falling down so you see a tear coming down my face like you know like but then it's happy you know right. what I mean and it's yeah it's just kind of super cheesy and lo-fi on purpose yeah um, and uh, yeah so that's taking a break get some comedy in there take a breath and then um, track five being you know a guy with daddy issues um, being able to use that like pain as like a Sounds pretty. Yeah. You well, I, I was, there's a couple things about this song. This was the first, like, after Let's Do It, this was the one that I think I connected with, you know. Just just the overall sound of it, I liked a lot. And then, you know, I, I could tell the lyrics meant a lot to you, you mm-hmm. know. Like, I felt like you connected, like, really hard with what you were trying to say. And it was expressed pr- pretty well, ultimately. And, uh, you know, I felt like I knew what the song was about without even seeing that title, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, that's saying that, you know, you, you're saying you're expressing yourself in a way that I can understand it, even though, 
you know, it, it maybe not be straight forward like from the title, you know right. what I mean? So I can get what you're trying to say before beyond, you know, just just reading it. But um but then I was going to say one thing about this song too is the there's an acoustic tone in it I really liked, I feel like. I, I don't know, I'm pretty sure it was this one where cuz there's is there a couple acoustics going on? Yeah. It seems like to me, and maybe I'm thinking of a different song, but it seems like to me that there was an acoustic that you mic'd. Did you mic an acoustic for yeah, that one? Yeah, actually, so uh, my acoustic guitar, it's an acoustic electric. Right. Um, so I did the uh, good old uh, DI input and then put a mic on it as well. So you're, that's what I was kind of going to say, yeah. is you hear kind of like the natural, nice sound of... Uh, the acoustic, which, you know, acoustic tone, obviously, since I kind of veer that way, mm-hmm. I, I like a good acoustic tone. Right. So I feel like that that miking of it sounded really, really nice, but then it was paired with the yeah. DI um, kind of sound. I appreciate that. And I think there was others, maybe other parts you were playing a little bit that may have been more on the DI side as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, two completely different sounds, but because it was just a nice contrast. I think. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I... I did all the guitars that way too, because um, I also have that similar appreciation. Right. I'm just a music nerd and love everything right. about it. So speaking of that, real quick to t- take us completely off topic. Yeah. Um, I was you were saying you were filming the a music video. What in your editing? What 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 uh, are you using for that? Uh, Premiere, Adobe Premiere. Okay. Uh, right. When I since I go to ISU, they have like the suite that I get to use for free. That's awesome. For now. Right. <laughs> Some of their programs are okay, but yeah. I don't want to get in a war with uh, Adobe yeah. right now. I gotcha. Well, I got... Uh, Premiere's uh, helpful. I just got... Uh, very diplomatic. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just got DaVinci Resolve, and I've been using that a lot, and I really like that. It's, like, super easy to use. And surprisingly, the free CapCut... Have you ever used CapCut? Um, it's a free program that can do, like... Well, mainly I use it for subtitles because it has a really good AI for picking up the what you're saying and stuff. But And then it has a bunch of different animations you can use, which are kind of cool. But it's completely free, but you can export in 4K. So if I do anything in 4K, I pretty much have to use the CapCut because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, exports in 4K as opposed to the DaVinci Resolve, which 1080 is what you you get pretty much with the free version. You can pay the which at some point I'm going to upgrade I'm going to do I think it's it's either 299 or 399 I think it's 299 and then you just have it for life all updates and everything uh again, I know it's a little nerdy kind of hey, no. offset no I'm I could talk this way about DAWs but I'm not a video editor guy so. yeah well I'm the opposite you know yeah. I I I've, I've become more of a video editor something about video editing that I find and this will be interesting to kind of get your take on uh you know it's simpler for me there's really? not as much stuff going on. It's like a clear, like, I know what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I get so, so, w- with, like, different recording programs and stuff like that, I, I get daunted so easily. Because a lot of times, you know, you, you have, you know, 30 different presets on something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can tell the difference between some of them, but I can't really... You know, you get to, it's, it's that same thing and needing need an, an expert in the room to be like, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, but I, I, don't, I don't have that problem with the video editing, and that might just be because I know so little about it, you know? You know maybe it's just ignorance is bliss kind of thing. <laughs> um, here's what I... 
I have Logic. I use Logic for all my music production. That's the same, actually, the same music production software Phineas uses for uh, Billie Eilish. Okay. Um, and her brother. Uh, and so we're talking. It's two or it's one ninety nine for lifetime warranty. Um, and the best DAW in the world is the one you know how to use. Yeah. So we'll yeah, pick I mean, one and then learn it. And there's a lot of tools that go um, from DAW to DAW that they share. But having the expert, they know why that EQ cut is good or why a compressor is good here versus why it wouldn't be and all that good stuff. Yeah, I just get I just get thrown off because it's like, you know, there's 10 different compressors you could use. I'm sure three of them sound pretty solid. But then how? When, once you get to those three, it's like, well, how do you pick that? Well, let me tell you, I'm paying a shit ton of money to go to school. Uh, and I'll tell you how you do it. You just, um, once you get into a certain ballpark, it's preference. Right. Well, and, and it's preference and it's like, you know, your gear. So it's like you yeah. can make like, I feel like a, a better educated guess, like, you know, I've I've used these three a lot, but this mm -hmm. is the one I normally use because I like the way it sounds. So if I have to pick between these three, this is the three that you know maybe I pick that I like. Well, I'm gonna go with this one because I I'm more comfortable using it. And mm -hmm. I, but I don't know. There's just so many things. You know, I just I I I just always feel like I, with video editing, it's almost like a video game to me. Like <laughs> you sit down and you can. I have my keyboard all set, so it's like. I can split it wherever I want, get rid of parts, and, you know, it's just like a one-track thing. So it's like the first round, I'm just taking out some, you know, trying to make a cohe cohe uh, cohesive story. Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, editing out some ums and, you know, maybe some kind of tangents to kind of get to the general focus. Or if I'm doing, like, music stuff, it's like, all right, well, the, you know, if I'm doing multicam, starting to get boring kind of here, okay? Or it's like... You know, with the, all of the social media stuff, you know, mm -hmm. we're talking minute clips. So trying to keep people engaged for a minute, which surprisingly challenging. But like, oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, just one minute. You can't even. And that and most people would say, you know, that's too long. Like even at a minute. But anyhow, I digress. Um, it just, it, it's all just like an easy feel kind of video game kind of. When I get into the, I, I just, like I keep saying, I get, get daunted with all the, because there's, you know, there's that compressor issue we just talked about, but there's that for every track for like 18 so different things. Yeah, so there's so many plugins. And it's just like, how do you narrow it down? You got to learn one compressor and then, so like what I did was we did like a week, let's talk about reverb, whereas like we diff went to different rooms, clapped, we talked about why th sound is absorbed that way so we spent like a week on what the fuck is reverb right. and why is it sound like what is spring reverb versus tape reverb versus spring reverb i found out it's literally a spring you run the electric signal through a vibrating spring and that that creates the distance the electrical distance that you hear in the signal this, this is crazy right um, and then so i've seen the act the 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 plate for the plate reverb yeah. that it's actually emulating. Oh my goodness, it's so big. Yeah, Those well, I think Oxide had one for a while, Oxide Lounge in did. town, and uh, Tony, you know, Tony Sanfilippo, but from back at Kidder days, good old days. Um, but yeah, so there's actually like, the, you, you didn't have to use a plug-in, you could just put that in the room or next to you, and it would actually make that plate kind of sound, which was pretty wild because, you know, all the plugins are there to emulate something. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you don't really see what they're, 
you know, you, you know how it sounds. But I you learned the why. Right, it's right. Cool. It's cool. There's so a lot cool. of interesting stuff there for sure. They should have a how it's made, but for like you know, they probably music do. nerds. They probably, probably do. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I mean, yeah. The, I'm, look at me paying for college. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's what I was kind of saying earlier. Is you know, you can find anything out on the internet. You just have to. I think that's also part of my my uh, maybe uh, kind of apprehension towards recording sometimes is because it's just like to really do it to know everything you need to be an expert and to be an expert it takes a lot of time and you know i'm trying to be an expert at playing music not and you know i still don't succeed in that because there's still 15 (laughs) dude you're doing well there's there's still 15 other things you have to be good at so i'm still if i was just focused on music you know i feel like i'd be a better musician ultimately but in order to be a musician, especially with the situation I'm in, and like, uh, gotta have money. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you gotta, you know, I'm doing doing the video editing, I'm doing the the podcast, I'm doing the the booking, the promo. You know, I'm I'm trying to organize like how to get to places. As far as like, I, I got this Nashville thing coming up where it's yeah. like, yeah, you know, you're doing all the managerial stuff and social media stuff, and it's just, you, you can't just be a one, it you can't sucks. just be a musician anymore. It does and it doesn't. I mean... You can't be just a musician anymore. Yeah. I agree. I And I'm horrible. I hate doing the public, like, the social media See, stuff. See, I was like that I for so long. I love being a musician, and I love doing the, the geeky, like, DAW work and all of that stuff, and I love talking to people and playing music on stage, but the one thing I hate the like manager aspect of music yeah. i got this horrible the bureaucracy I, I would much rather pay somebody to do that me too which but is, then you have to have yeah. money to begin with yep. and you can't really do that so i mean i don't know i feel like i've spent a lot of time in my career kind of waiting for you know something like that to happen for me like to be make enough money that i could hire a manager and that's happened maybe a couple times throughout the the, the time i played music but it's never went well you know it's never been somebody that has really been able to, you know, actually level me up, you know. Um, but uh, so I, I think my my resounding resolve for all of it is like, if you want to do something, you just got to learn how to do it and do it. You know, you can't you can't just sit around waiting. Maybe with the recording process, that's like the one time I'll throw extra money at something to like make it because have a real expert in the room. Yeah. But other than that, it's like. I can do video editing. Why can't I do video editing? I can do a podcast. Why can't I do a podcast? Although, you know, it would be easier if somebody else would just do everything for me. Obviously, that would be, and I could just play music. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm a music producer. I didn't even, I became a music producer because I know I didn't have money to have somebody pay to record me and make me sound good. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so let's do every single, control every facet of this and kind of do a monopoly, you know? Right. Kind of be a, you know, to do this in general, I think you have to have a little bit of control freak in you. You have to. You, you have to have that drive, that ambition. You but know. you want to. You, you want to be in control. I mean, there, there are certain things you can't. But everything you can, you want to try to be on top of. And it's just easier. I mean, I think you're not necessarily everybody's like that. But I think as far as like indie musicians that are aren't signed or anything like that, independent. Um, you know, the more the more tolerance for that kind of bureaucratic kind of stuff the the farther you're gonna go you know mm-hmm. the, the more the attitude you have like like shooting a music video i waited so long to start shooting my own music videos um until my buddy the same one i've been talking uh, ryan wolf 
uh, he just I saw him do it on an iPhone. And I was like, why am I not doing that? That's why I'm. That's what I did with mine. I th- saw a Thundercat music video, and I was like, I literally found out he made it on an iPhone. I was like, okay. And All of my prior experience was uh, Windows. That Windows XP. Oh yeah, that Windows was Movie Maker. Oh, Movie Maker. Oh, poor memories. Oh my hated goodness, that one. You know, m- movie <laughs> edit or uh, video editing is such a weird thing, but it's like. Uh, doing anything multicam, there's not really a lot of good program. Like uh, he, he Ryan Wolf, he uses iMovie a lot, mm-hmm. and I've tried using that, and I just feel like it is so limited. And I need like way more. Like I need to be able to see like the timeline. Yeah. I need to have alternate kind of things going on. The audio down here, I I, I can't like. Uh, with that Windows Movie Maker was I, I could it was too much of a headache. <laughs> I just couldn't do it ultimately. Yeah, um, and I'm again I'm kind of a, I have a lot of creative friends now that I'm in the creative technologies program. Yeah, so I'm I sure have, you meet a lot of good people that yeah, can do a Doug, lot of cool Doug's stuff. Doug's in the uh, creative right. technology. And did program. he play bass on this? Uh, no, he did not. Um, okay. He did not. I played all the bass. In fact, the I got Nick, my roommate and drummer. He's uh, plays the live drums on four songs and actually we recorded those at isu oh using nice they're really expensive Sennheiser. that's cool uh, mics oh my goodness it was crazy i've was, always yeah i always say sennheiser sennheiser well whatever it was i was holding seven grand in my hand I just and wonder, it was like this big right way. i don't know but anyway um it's crazy sen- yeah i i have a couple of sennheisers that i use uh i think my kick mic is a sennheiser but that bureaucracy though it's like yeah having tolerance to that bureaucracy and then also having just creative friends who because like i'm really good in this niche because i spent a lot of time and you're really good at playing music because you spent a lot of time doing that and video editing because you spent a lot of time but it's so much easier if you work and have creative friends so that you can collaborate on stuff like that because yeah i i think that better product i think that um i wish i did focus more on that stuff sometimes instead of you know having the attitude it's just like i gotta be able to do everything myself all the time it would be nice. And I, you know, I have a couple that, you know, I, pr- I probably lean on once. I mean, Laura Lynn helps me with some stuff quite a bit. And then Brian Wolf helps me with some stuff quite a bit. But, uh, you know, a lot, lot of the time I feel like I just got to be able to do it all myself. And, you know, that can be, we were talking before the podcast a little bit, like uh, you say, well, how'd you put yours, how you keep your, your list of um, your, your, your priorities and you're trying to, you, you try to, Set a lot of unreachable goals or reachable. oh yeah, how'd you put I set it? Set a lot of unreachable goals. Uh, sorry, un unreachable unreasonable goals in uh on in a short time frame, but just barely reach that goal and be happy. Like I'm this record, I so I it comes out on January sixth um, because I announced it's the first Friday in January and I wanted right. to have my discography. On my discography, uh, it'd be start the year out strong, you know? Right. Look real nice. N- 19 songs, 2023 already? Wow. <laughs> you know, that's... I went a different way with my live album. I went yeah. December 30th. Yeah. Well, I w- it would have been either three records in one year or just start right. the year out strong, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. With mine, it's more just like a complete introduction. So I don't... I don't it's the way I'm marketing it and the way that I, I just like... I'm at, at a little bit of a loss, but we can get into that later uh anyhow do you want to get back to the songs yeah yeah i kind of wanted to get back to a guy with daddy issues i wanted to hit home on one point and that this song is the idea is um 
from a child's perspective, a five-year-old me talking about what's going on, not about slandering about a person. It's, it's, you know, talking about the reality of the decision. Like you, you know, uh, it was you who chose to leave. You know what I mean? Regardless of the circumstances, regardless of however your relationship was with your family, blah, 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 blah. You made the decision to do that. And so, um, that song, I think a lot is just trying to, is framing the, the whole experience from the perspective of a, of a five-year-old, you know, ex- trying to explain what's going on um, in, in their head. That's, that early life perspective. Yeah, it's not not corrupted by teenage angst, but, like, that more innocent view, but also, like, a wise, woke view, you know, like, recognizing all the multiple things in play for what happened around the decision. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what it's about, you know, a five-year-old kind of describing his father leaving. Um, yeah. Which you get with the title. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Here's the preamble. Here's the story. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number six, which one is now? Now we cooking. Now we cooking. That's more of a, if I recall, kind of a rap-ish type. Yes. Yes. That is, uh, an R&B electronic, um, I wouldn't say it's rap. Yeah. I, I, maybe that's because I, I don't want to call myself a rapper. I have a tough time. I just have a tough time distinguishing what's what. That's Electronic. the only, only reason I say rap when I it's rap or hip hop or something. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there some of your stuff you have more of a beat and most more maybe music production based. And yeah. Maybe that is that the what you'd call hip hop? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think rap is more. But I mean, it, a lot of it has that rhythm and poetry aspect. Mm-hmm. So even if it's hip hop music, sometimes. It still has the rapping in it, so it's yeah. a, I, again. Yeah, I, I, I'm just out of my anyway element as far as being able. In. Right. Well, I, I can't let you cook here. I gotta just keep talking and getting you off on different paths and stuff. Anyway, um, now we cook and talk about it. Sorry. So um, this is also another meant to be another break after you know having that vulnerable conversation. The song is um kind of it tells a story uh of a uh, of me going to a concert venue that absolutely sucks oh uh, i do okay this and there's going back to me i also have a music video for this one that's already completed and in the drive i would highly recommend looking at it just it's three minutes and you'll laugh your ass off i mean i it's stupid how funny it's like stupid humor you know purposely bad editing like you know, uh, like office cringe humor kind of. Yeah, I got yeah, you. you know, um, it's my cup of tea. Yeah, I, I really like Nathan Fielder, Nathan for you, that kind of stuff. Oh, I got you. Oh, I yeah. love that shit. Um, <laughs> so now it's, we cooking. It's really funny because you just keep saying these things that I've I've had exact conversations with Ryan Wolf. You know, he was a big Bob Dylan guy. Yeah, loves Kendrick Lamar. Does both rap and uh, kind of acoustic singer songwriter and rock and. Uh, big Nathan for you. He's, he's been telling me to watch that show for oh, a while. I really do need to watch that show. The first episode I tried, and it was kind of tough to get through for me. We were eating at the time. <laughs> was not a good choice. And then oh, since yeah, then... The poop ice cream. Yeah. Right. So since then, I've had kind of a tough time oh going gosh. back to it. You know, but I, tr- I did give it a chance. I just picked a bad... You know, I... I bad I episode, yeah. Bad context, too. Yeah. Um, so the music video is quite literal with the, the, um, the name is like at one point in the the music video, I'm physically cooking. That's not at all what this song's about. Um, I went to a concert, um, 
the seats that I got were trash. Uh, it was an arena seat, so it was like two tiers. Yeah. The f the second tier, the lights didn't even turn off when the show started. Mm. Yeah. So like you saw, you had great lighting to look at the people who were watching the show, but you couldn't with the rafters. You couldn't even see the show. Yeah. Like you couldn't see. So. Some people just don't care about that stuff, though. I mean, I. Not me. Yeah, I, I like to go to the concert to see the band play. And exactly. Hear, hear the band play. And, you know, I feel like some people just go for the party aspect, which is fine. It's just a different, but it kind of sucks if you're in the, on the lawn or, like, you know, yeah. where you're saying in this it, arena. And this song touches on that, because <clears throat> um, I, I used this strategy called confidence, where I looked and I saw seats that just were not filled, you know, probably bought out for a company booth and just people didn't show up. Cool. So after watching that spot... Like, all right, let's go. Uh, me and my person I was with at the time, we were uh, we went down to those seats. Well, you know, nothing in life is free, right? You know, I got these great seats, but what did I get? Uh, what was my toll? So there is this swinger couple that like was right behind me and my friend, and she she had just had a child, the the wife, and she was like, oh, do you want to party with us? And like was really weird and kept on stroking like mine and my friend's shoulder to like get us to go hang out with this swinger couple and I was like I am not feeling that so right. we broke ahead and got even closer to the stage and so that's that's what the whole music video and songs about is just my bad experience I got to see my the show is all J Oh, okay. Band, yeah. Okay. You t you say that. In the yeah. Song. Yeah. I was. Uh, <laughs> I was. Uh, you. Uh, you really hyped them up, kind of. Oh, I love Alt J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another band that's like alternative electronic, right. weird, stupid hippie stuff. Um, what was the? Wasn't there an LCD sound system song that's like Daft Punk played at my house? Yeah, or, Daft Punk's in my basement or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of had that vibe to it, maybe a little bit, because you're like in that song, they're really hyping up Daft Punk, obviously. Exactly. And you're kind of doing. A it was a good thing. show, honestly. One of the best. They they had uh, projectors that were projecting like on a. They had a screen. Here's the stage. It was square, and they had uh, like things that came down like a transparent mesh that came down with like a projector a 3d projector that was pr like projecting inside of the the mesh so like you'd have these crazy like at one point there was like flames you know like they were floating it was right. so cool especially since you know uh people don't go to show sober so like it was even cooler right if you didn't um, expect it yeah exactly at the time the best set design i've ever seen and still to this day is like holy shit that's so cool um so anyway that was the toll i got you know me and my friend were kept on getting bugged by swinger couples but we got better seats yeah so I think the better seats are worth it. Yeah, probably. Uh, and the music video like, is yeah. hilarious because I, I had to use stock images because I didn't have. I had to <laughs> I had to turn this video in for a project. Got an A on the project. There too, you go. It's great. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I had to use a stock photo of like a like an older married couple because I didn't have any swinger like looking right. people friends that I had to film the music video and turn the project in a week. Yeah. So and it kind of looks like that you you know that you did it like it's purposely bad you know to be funny. Um, Very cool. So when is, when's that one gonna release? Like the music the, video? Yeah. Uh, probably a week or two after the. the I got gotcha. Just comes a little out. extra push there. Okay. Yeah. So then I will. Let's see. Uh, let's see. I will forever love my cat. Okay. That one is a about it's a an acoustic ballad. Yeah, I think. Um, okay. So it's probably one I like. Then I would guess. Yeah, I hope so. Um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's just a very sweet, um, touching, and kind of, like, sentimental-sounding song. 
and uh, I just wanted uh, a feeling to encapsulate that. I, I love my cat. I don't... Knowing my relationship with my fathers, I like... I'm a cat dad. Right. So, and, and I love my child. Um, I want to make sure my... Even though he's a cat, he is spoiled. Like, this 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 child... I think of him as my son. <laughs> and I'm the best dad because I didn't have good, good dads, so I'm going to be the best dad. Um, and yes, this is a 14 year old cat I'm talking about. Oh, wow. That's yeah. up there for a cat, right? Oh yeah. I got him. I adopted him old. I adopted him when he was 11. He's going to be 15 soon. His name's Eddie Vetter. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's he's, cool. he's fucking cool. Um, anyway, I love him so much. And, and so I named a song after him. Nice. Very cool. And then we got just space, just space. Yeah. Not space, but just space. Yeah. Yeah. Just space. Um, right. Yeah. You know. Uh, not space, just space. Yeah. It's confusing. Just, just space. Just, just space. Yeah, it's yeah. just, just space. Okay. Uh, that was also purposeful. That song is, um, is about wanting distance from, like, society, from people, um, and using, I used, uh, NASA samples. I used samples, okay. uh, so from one of Apollo 11. Right, okay, yeah. I do remember that one. Um, and I, I thought it was really cool mixing, like, a space theme with uh the whole like needing space you know like actual outer space as like a visual metaphor for needing space from people society whatever the issue is yeah um, and then we got what's that one per perpetual motion machine okay that name is, sounds familiar yeah actually the tattoo on my uh my arm here um this is not as cool as that one um because this is obviously only four parts uh, there's right. a lot more uh, parts going on with the actual song, but this song is uh, also is a metaphor. It's a soft acoustic one, um, and metaphorically, you know, if you treat yourself right, your body right, it can be kind of like a metaf- uh, perpetual motion machine. Right. Yeah. Um, I get that. Yeah, and uh, this it's it means a lot. I got the tattoo on my arm here because a lot of sad people get tattoos on their arms and these spots. Um, you know. So that they can look down and see something very beautiful instead of like maybe a painful past, um, and so like it's the same spot. <laughs> well, actually, you're never full tattoo. I remember you you told me when you got that that was like your symbol of like I don't want to have a corporate job. You yeah, kind of. I, like I mean 16. that 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 was part of it definitely. It's like it was me telling myself that I'm really gonna do attack. The that's musician. how. I, that's why I've gotten tattoos. Is right. actually that your that interaction with you is the reason why I okayed myself with like getting tattoos because I was like, this well, is something I'm, commi- I'm committing, my, uh, committing myself. I think to. at that time too, it was a little bit less uh, accepted maybe to have tattoos and get. I, I think you could still get a corporate job and have. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, tattoos you can where we have them and job. stuff. So, yeah, but yeah. you know, to us at, at that time, you know, that's kind of yeah. what it was. It was trying to at least get 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 the that idea out there and then you know the song that song obviously means a little bit something extra to me obviously but just like i'm sure yours means something exactly extra to you but it is nice to my my other one the bangerang one yes i uh i, I know that song well boomerang is Boomer, the song boomerang so this song, one's yeah, not design, not this not the song this one is just like skrillex's it's a it's, it's kind of kind of nerdy. Bangerang. No, it's uh, Hook, the movie Hook. Oh, I don't um, know it. You don't know the movie Hook with Robin Williams and I'm so bad with films. My attention span fits great with music because music is how long? 
<laughs> Kanye's right. a song. Three minutes, four yeah, minutes, yeah, two yeah. minutes. Now it's like 30 seconds, 15 seconds. Um, I like long songs. Right. Those are like But uh, so, I don't know, the whole metaphor, in this, it's a Spielberg movie. It's, uh, you know, it has um, Julia Roberts, Robin Williams, um, Dustin Hoffman, I believe is who plays. So, I mean, pretty stacked yeah, cast. Yeah, and sounds like some big names it's, that I should know. I don't know. The whole, the whole metaphor in the movie is just like try to you know try to keep that part of your kid your your self a kid maybe and yeah. just to like kind of i'm not saying that very well what 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 uh it's it's trying to say like just stay young be happy you know yeah. try to don't lose that part of yourself that you know maybe has a little more um you know view of magic or like i don't know pretending or i don't j- j- yeah. just that 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 youthfulness you know yeah. you can lose that lose innocence. sight of that innocence yeah or belief you I th- know it's all those the things. wonder yeah all those little things right so when i'm playing music you know i want to be able to look down at it and remind me like this is supposed to be fun this is a game this is like you know uh and uh, when when in the movie hook they yell bang rang when they're about to you know do do something big it's like I don't know. It's like go for it, kind of. Oh, so huh. anyway, that's what it means to me. But you know, it's kind of a silly thing. But it's Tattoos just your, just to be able yeah. to like you know. Sometimes if I'm having a show where it's like you know not going great or like you know I could I could attack it maybe harder or not you know maybe I'm being a little lazy or something. Mm-hmm. If I see look down catch a glimpse of that, it's like all right, you know this it's is supposed reminder. to be fun. This is supposed to be fun. That's why you're here. Yeah, to have fun. But anyway. Um, um, I completely no, I completely am on board with that idea. Um, that's that's yeah. Thank you for uh, telling having that conversation with me when I was sixteen or so. By the way, because now at twenty four, I, I have I'm I am wanting to get so many. So more. I'm the blame for your tattoos. Is your your mom probably doesn't like me? So. No, she doesn't <laughs> care about tattoos. No, uh, my mom's awesome. She loves my tattoos. Oh, she actually good. paid for this one. Oh, nice. Yeah, my mom's not as big of a fan of mine. But this was my oh goodness, this was uh this was my birthday present for my twenty first birthday. And that was a song you wrote for one of your theory classes. Is that kind of... I broke it down for a music theory class. Um, At the time, I wanted something very beautiful. It was a song that meant a lot to me. And I was like, you know, I think I could... People get music tattooed on them. And so this is is a chorus. Um, So I can listen. And that's this song. Perpetual Perpetual Motion Motion Machine. Machine. Yeah, the chorus. Uh, Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. And that's the, it's so cool, like, hearing that and, like, following along on my arm. Yeah. That's so cool. Uh, I'm a geek. Awesome. Um, so, where are we at in the, the record? That so was we're Perpetual track 10. Machine, we're on track 10, Paradise. So, track, so, yeah, so the reason I have it sequenced there, Perpetual Motion Machine, is also a reminder. We're about halfway through the record. Yeah. There's a reminder to keep going, right? You know, that's also sequentially. I'm, I put these songs here. Um, Very I, intentional. Yeah. Uh, track, t- uh, what is it? Paradise. Ten? Paradise. Yeah, so this song is about, um, there's three verses, and each verse, you, the listener comes to, uh, the story that's being told is, um, a different version of Paradise. First one is kind of trying to, um, you've lost it and you're trying to find whatever this idea of Paradise is. Um, verse two being, uh, um, a blinded strike so it hits you this paradise hits you um unintentionally and you kind of stumble into it and verse three is the acceptance you know kind of bringing both of those ideas of like paradise isn't what you thought it would be 
but you kind of fell into it eventually. Um, it's kind of it's a nice song. It's a happy song, um, to a degree. That song also uh, was influenced. Um, kind of the message is also to be a martyr for champions that you believe in. Um, I think at the time, I was writing the lyrics to the song. Roe versus Wade had gotten mm-hmm. overturned, and this is, I think, the most political I've gotten on this record, which is hilarious because it it comes out on January sixth. Right. And I, my professor like brought that up to me, and I was like, flew right over my head. I was <laughs> yeah, like, I kind of thought that when he said it the first time. Yeah, I was like, no, I just want to start out the year strong <laughs> politically with it. But then you said, you know, no, not really, no, but. not at all. That, you know, funny enough, that <laughs> was kinda, the last record was political. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, being a champion uh, for like a martyr for causes that you believe in, and you know, caring about people that might not be yourself, but having empathy—it's a tough one for a lot of people. It seems like <laughs> I struggle with it sometimes too. I'm just as bad as probably anybody else. I'm very—I can be very self-involved, and uh, it's very hard uh, sometimes. I think to get in the mindset of trying to think of things from other people's perspectives. I think. You know, you should at least have that thought at some point. I think there's a lot of people out there that don't ha- even have the thought that, like, they should even try to do that. And it never gets to even the, just the kind of the, the third-party perspective of, like, looking, kind of assessing you as a person and being like, you know, maybe you should try to see it from somebody else's side of things. Or maybe I'm the issue in this cause, or maybe this, you know. Boy, have, have I come <laughs> to that realization on a bunch of things. You same. Same, um, <laughs> but any uh, anyway. So, paradise dreaming is dreaming. That one is um, re- again kind of reinforcing the idea of uh, not knowing where you're going in life, but having knowing that you want to do something. Like for me, my dream is to make music, right, and just be a musician and be surrounded by music, and so. For me, my dream is achieving, hitting goals, you know, learning how to write a song, then to, or sorry, learn how to play the song, then write your own song, and then make an album, and then, you know, growing. Um, Yes, uh, and then, but also, when you grow like that, sometimes you plateau for a bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely been there. Yeah, and so this song is like you plateaued, um, and then the it's very dramatic. There's like a very dramatic amount of reverb on the guitar solo and uh, the outro of this song, and that's like the point is like keep dreaming, like kind of like you said, looking down and being like, you know, you did this for fun, like yeah, make sure you like keep going, but yeah, cool. And then we have heat. For number 12? Yeah, this one's uh, the, the booty shaking song. Right. Um, yep, yep, going to Fat Jacks. There is no uh, rhyme or reason besides we needed kind of a break between ideas. Um, and also this, sounds, this song slaps, in my opinion. I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, the bass, the subwoofing. Like, I had people who love making hip-hop beats and then i am like i do remember that that part of it for some reason sticking out to me is like the kick yeah the, the, the kick slash bass sound yes. sounded very cool i was like you know i don't have like a club banger or like a house hit right. it was like it would be hilarious me this like me having like a, a house hit you know what i mean i'd be like i could not take myself seriously if somehow that was the song <laughs> that people are like dude this is gonna this is lyrical gold <laughs> Right. Uh, 13. So, 13 time. Time. 
this is a uh, contrast very sharply with that um, hip hop that's in uh, Heat. Right. Um, and Time is, uh, I wrote this song um, from a third person perspective of like, I had two friends that were in a very toxic relationship and they needed to. Playing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, they needed to take a break. Um, and so it's very, it's very bare, very Elliot Smith like, you know, where it's. Um, like two or three guitars and like two or three vocals and it's very minimalist but also providing such a big story and sound um through like those minimal um minimal instruments and that kind of stuff um there is some psychedelicness in time which i really enjoyed there's like a guitar solo it's one of the few guitar solos i have on the record yeah because usually you kind of i feel like lean into the guitar a little bit more yeah, exactly this one, not as much i mean Everybody acoustically a, a little solo. bit well you know some people can do it well i don't i i think anybody can do an average guitar solo we'll yeah say. <laughs> good old pentatonic yeah, or reliable yeah, yeah but i mean to to do one that's like mind-bending obviously takes some a special kind of person it's not I wouldn't say anybody can do a guitar solo. I would maybe just adjust that a little bit. Fair but, enough, fair enough. Because, I mean, I, you know, I've been playing guitar for so long, and there's just things I can't do. And you see, when you see people do them on the guitar, you're like, there's something special about that person. I'm sure as a music teacher, too, like, you've, you've come to that conclusion. Um, just seeing, like, like, again, like, I don't know how many students you you've seen grow as far there, there's been a few i yeah. mean I've, I've had one girl since she was around i think six or seven and she is a junior in high school so i mean i've had her for a long time and there's mm -hmm. there's a couple other people i've uh more on the adult side uh just kind of one lady that's a little bit older than me she uh started on ukulele and then she didn't think like she would be able to do anything more than that she got you know the ukulele going played it really well and eventually i recommended it i was like you should you know think about it you don't have yeah. to do it no no pressure or anything but you know i think it's very doable if you want and now she's like can play guitar fluently which was very cool to kind of see that path and growth and stuff but i don't remember what brought us to that conversation. oh um, not everybody any, can do a guitar right, solo right, right. what i was gonna say is like um you know you you yourself saying I'm you're not that good, but you've you've taught a lot of people who like I'm not saying I'm great at guitar, but I do a lot of I did a lot of like improvising um, with being in jazz band for yeah. and you know learning all those different scales and stuff um, and having to always be on your toes and just kind of thrown to the wolves. Um, Especially because no music director plays guitar, so they don't no. have any idea what to tell you to do. No. Like they're just like. You know, you're either good enough that you can do it and figure it out yourself, or you just shouldn't be there. That's kind of yeah. how it goes for jazz bands. And I was in a combo at Heartland, and so it was. I mean, we had five. Maybe instruments. you had better, better. We, uh, yeah, Doug teachers. was in the, uh, uh, was actually in that combo. That's Doug. how me and Doug met. Uh, uh, and my Soliker. Oh no, you're ta you're talking. Uh, I was talking teacher. You're talking your bass player. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, former bass player. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that it was parted ways. Uh, yeah. I mean, we haven't done any live shows and with school and work and he's all that. been he's had a lot of school and work and stuff. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So like, and, and me like always setting unrealistic goals. Like, and him. I mean, he is a really good artist. Yeah. So like, 
he it makes sense that he would like to put his you know limited time and energy into stuff he really wants to do and yeah. instead of like being he played know. bass on one of my songs pretty recently he yeah. played uh digital soul which that one will be out i think probably i want to say next i don't know because two months for this one i'll do one release then two months for that one so around april area but mm -hmm. he he that's what i'll shoot for you know how it goes yeah but, yeah um Maybe a little bit. It'd be ideal, I think, like middle of March. But we'll, mm -hmm. we'll I've given myself a little padding there to not be too um, strict on that. But uh, yeah, he played bass. He came in. I mean, it's a song we'd played live a bunch of times, so he mm -hmm. really knows the, the kind of the the form of the song and everything. And it's kind of a complicated one, honestly. Yeah, he's really good. I yeah. mean, as far as bassists go, especially around here, he's really damn good. Yeah. So, especially because um, how old is he? Do you know? Uh, I think he's twenty-seven. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. young. He's pretty. Mm -hmm. I. I I guess my, he's old to you, young to me, right? Yeah, um, I feel old to me. <laughs> I feel that. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, he's a great bass player. He but, is. Uh, so he didn't play any of this, not really playing with you going forward as of now. Yeah, we just haven't done any shows. And like with this record being so much different than like a rock band. Right. You know what I mean? You know, it, especially with the scope and size of this record. Um and again, setting unrealistic expectations for myself and um, barely achieving them. The people who are around you also have to help achieve that goal. And so, you know, if you're constantly pushing people, you know. Well, one thing I always uh, go back to on that is uh, feeling like a dick. Yeah. You know, oh, you, yeah. You, it forces you to have to feel like a dick to try yeah. to get things done, to try to yeah. get people to care, to try to get to. Yeah. So even even being a band leader, you sometimes feel like a dick. Yeah. Because right? you're like, let's get back on topic, like at rehearsal or something like that. That's why I play solo now. You know, ultimately. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, it not, makes things a lot easier too. It does. It's so much more straightforward. But not to hate on anybody I've ever played with, but it's more a reflection of me. I just don't like being that guy. I don't like being like the guy that's like. Hey, you need to not drink so much, or hey, you need to, you know, when I start the, you need, you know, to do this or you need to do that mm -hmm. kind of things, and then you know, I do so much work and so much put so much time and effort into this, like I take it very seriously, and then to have somebody not, not even it, it's not as high up on their priorities. Which that that it's that's totally one thing. Cool. That's yeah. one thing. There's been times where I've had to, you know, where it's been deeper than that though, where it's been like you're actually giving the thing I'm doing a bad name, like, with your actions. Yes, yes. And I, Doug and I talked about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's it gets to a point where it, it's just, it's hard to be that guy if you don't, you know, I want to be nice. I want to yeah, be, I don't. be friends with it, the people you play yeah, music and with. To, to an extent, you know, I'm almost maybe better friends with some of them that I don't play, play with them as much. It's like, you know, they always say you don't, you shouldn't live with your, your friends. You shouldn't you shouldn't be roommates with your friends. I've learned that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the same idea because you're mm -hmm. spending so much time together and everybody has their egos and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't know. There, there are definitely aspects to playing in a band I very much miss. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but, likewise. But, but those, are, those are, there's pros and cons. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a lot more, and again, it's just that feeling of being like, okay, well, this is something I put all my time and energy into, and then... You know, you put a little tiny bit, uh, and then I have to also, which is fine if you only put a little tiny bit, but then I also have to feel like a dick to be like, hey, you can't 
drink that much and do shows or hey yeah hey you you need to like if we're gonna play a show you need to practice like i mean yeah this is pretty given yeah uh, yeah but it's not it's not even a reflect like i said it's not even a reflection on them it's a reflection of not wanting to feel like a dick yeah and uh you know i i don't i don't think you know the, the pros and cons thing definitely weighs on me a little bit because playing playing in a band when it's good is so fun like, it is it's, yeah it's one of the I do the one-man band thing, and there's just so... And this all goes back to me being a control freak and me, uh, you know, ha having to do everything myself and, you know, not... I've, I'm pigeonholed myself into, you know, pretty much doing... I'm I'm the booker, I'm the drummer, I'm the, you know, I'm I'm the bass player, I'm the everything mm -hmm. for the, you know, the, the managerial part, but also the musician part, because I am a little bit like a control freak. But there is definitely an aspect. But who else is doing it for you? Well, that, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's also what if, I'm If nobody's going to fight, fight, you know, you got you to gotta fight for yourself, kind of. Um, because nobody's nobody's gonna give you anything. Why would they give you something? Work hard for now shit. you 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 will get opportunities sometimes that are nice, but it's like how do you respond to those? I think that are because I mean I've had a bunch of opportunities that like should have been better, <laughs> but because maybe I wasn't ready for it or like um, I don't know. We're we're getting way off topic. Yeah, I yeah. Know, but uh, uh, being in a band is great. Yeah, this project Doug did not work with me, but uh, to be fair, I think he we we did. I think we released like 16 or 17 songs together this in the last year so right. like again I'm, I'm a workaholic so yeah you know this project we didn't work together but you know in the future maybe we'll see yeah, yeah. he's a good and he's a great, i think great that's musician. i think that's you Gotta know have to have too. that well you're right yeah. i think having that being good terms is, it was more important than playing in a band together you know? yeah i agree and and to to be able to leave it like the door open a little bit like is a nice thing you know mm -hmm. to to not be like there's some people I've played with that I just can't play with anymore you know mm -hmm. where it's the door will never open again unfortunately but uh, so to have to be like that is much more harsh and much more like not a good feeling than you know it's just like yeah it's whatever if you can have that you know if it works out great you know kind of kind of idea that that's pretty nice but. Anyway, so we're to 14, that's... Uh, yeah, so time about uh, a toxic relationship, wanting people to break up, kind of watching from the outside perspective, um, whereas, and then that kind of jumps into another, this is one of the few ones that um, a soft song goes into another soft song. Right. Yeah. Um, which, uh, this, the world may change for free, different from a song I released about a year ago, the world uh, is not, or the world uh, will not change for free, or something, something along that. It was, it's an electric version of this song with like slightly you. different lyrics, um, but this one sounded so cool. It's kind of like an answer or like a different perspective yeah. on the same thing. Yes, yes, yes. You should be my PR guy. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and that one um, is just uh, acoustic guitars and drums. Nick is on that one. Uh, does a great job doing his fills and all that. Um, that song is kind of about capturing that childhood. The chorus is fight hard for the child that you once were, you know, kind of like you have dreams. Bangerang. There we go. <laughs> Damn right. Um, and so that's kind of what that song is, uh, is about as well. Um, what do we got next? I think uh, reflections on the back, uh, reflections, reflection on the, 
I know the song. I can sing the lyrics. <laughs> Reflections. You got so many uh, songs. On a train. Ah, see, the even if train. I click on it like that, you can Reflections from a back. Uh, Reflections on the back of a train. Reflections on the back of a train. All right. Yes. So, what, what about that one? Tell me about so it. So, this one, I'm, I never thought I'd see myself as a piano player either. Okay. So, this is the piano one. I definitely <laughs> remember that. Because, you know, anytime you get a piano focused song, it definitely changes the vibe a lot. Yes. So, soft, soft even more soft piano. So the reason why I didn't want to just do piano in between two bangers, right, is because that's a fucking change-up. So uh, sequentially, I wanted you to be able to listen to this and not be too drastic of a change, like, without reason. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can take a left turn, but if your left turn makes sense and it's, you know, it's is it really a left turn? Or is it an artistic choice that you you know made? Well, I mean, it seemed like the whole album is kind of like that. You're you're thinking about these very intentionally as far as the the ordering of the tracks. Which yeah, you don't find as much of that anymore. I did that really hard for our full length, our Design to Shine album. But um, you know, it's just it's almost like a lost art to me. I mean, with vinyl, especially with vinyl, flipping the record, uh, the the record I did with Doug last record what we did was is propaganda art. Um, we sequence it with the idea of well, hopefully, maybe it'll be on vinyl, right? Because we purposefully I mixed and mastered it so that you could put it at the halfway mark, flip it, and when you flip songs, it's a completely different change. It, yeah. Um, which I mean is is exactly what I think where the 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 well thought out album comes from. I mean, mm-hmm. when you're listening to records, obviously there is you you can't change to the next track super. You can't just hit next a bunch of times. You know, you pretty much have to experience it like the full side by itself, and then decide if you want to listen to the next side. But it's very much one piece of art, and I think. You know, it's kind of a, a fun a fun thing to play with if you have the songs to back it up. You know, mm-hmm. I, I getting that many like this this ni- nineteen tracks. That's you know pretty pretty up there as far as the amount of material. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's I mean it's nineteen songs, but it's roughly fifty fifty two minutes. You know, not yeah. every, You know, a lot of songs. I guess our fourteen track design to shine. I think was eighty. So. Damn. Or no, it was it was sixty. It was yeah. like right at an hour, I think. But it wouldn't have fit on a vinyl. Yeah, like this this one, I try to have just like the variance in genres. The the lengths of the song kind of change um, because one thing I wanted is you know maybe a person who doesn't listen to folk music or acoustic music to get take kind away of, something and yeah. be like, oh, I really enjoyed this. One thing too that's kind of cool about those that you could think about. Now I've I've tried this in the past. I haven't been very successful with it because you'd have to really focus a lot of time. But there are definitely some of these instrumentals and stuff you could maybe try to do some sync licensing stuff for, um, like, uh, try to sell them to, like, a TV show, video game, kind of background music kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know if that's something you've thought about, but with some of these... I did, yes. Um, Some of them, like, some of them did have the intention to have, like... What, what would you call those, like, ghost listeners? You know, people who wouldn't traditionally listen to your music, but, like, really like this song. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I wanted a couple of those people to listen to this, this record. Right. Um, so that was the Reflections one. Reflections, that and one. This... Uh, this is a computer, so that one is kind of the, the telling the story right. of, like, technological growth within 50 years of 
having starting out with like this is a really strange idea like we're going entering into the unknown then it gets scary because like well what if ai takes over well ai is going to have our job soon but um, you mate making music yeah, yeah I've, seen, so I've seen a lot of stuff on that dude it's, yeah. it's crazy anyway um so <laughs> then kind of coming to the conclusion that we can use technology to create a world that we want um which i mean we've made recording equipment so much more portable so much more accessible so in a way you know yeah technology is kind of squeezing us but we they're good they're pros and cons i was kind of born in the i was born into this world so i'm just kind of an observer of yeah what's i've going seen on. it i've seen it kind of you know i I spent most of my school life not have I think I didn't get a cell phone t- just just cell phone not a smartphone didn't have a cell phone until I was like a sophomore in high school I think and then cause I think technically my brother and I shared one but mm-hmm. he was my older brother so he got the phone yeah, yeah. it was his yeah. phone yeah damn right <laughs> as it should be right yeah 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 um it's pecking order for sure yeah. but anyhow I'm sure he had m- many more important things to do than I would have uh, at eighth grade. But now kids get their smartphones at eighth grade or earlier a lot of the time. Anyhow, uh, and then We're I got a product of our age, right? So then I got a smartphone or a, a regular cell phone when I was a sophomore. I didn't even really get texting kind of till I was like a, maybe a senior in high school. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's when I finally was like, you know, kind of done diving into it i guess getting more comfortable with it so you know i've seen it you know where i didn't have any sort of phone you know i had the internet so that was that you know there's people that you know right before the the just having like a a computer at your home was crazy so yeah i i i mean we we didn't for a number of years but when i you know when i about as early as i can remember we had just like a uh, kind of desktop computer that w- at first wasn't connected to the internet so you could use like for games mm-hmm. and then anyway I don't know why I'm getting so deep in this hole but crazy how much <laughs> shit's changed yeah that's what I'm in getting summary, to yeah, yeah, yeah shit's fucking so, changed so to see it come from that all the way oh dude think about a hundred years ago you having this this phone here we'd be a, wizard yeah you're just you'd be, you're god dude like you can, you're telling me you have infinite wisdom <laughs> at <laughs> your fingertips well you know, when you get really into it, yeah, but, <laughs> you get really into it, how much of it's wisdom? Yeah, I don't know. Fair enough. Wisdom's in the eye of the beholder, I suppose. Um, the person holding the phone. Uh, Untitled right. 03, track 17. Aptly titled Untitled 03. <laughs> uh, intentionally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, I love me some dad jokes. Like I said, my son <laughs> is a cat. Um, so that one is recognizing being a background character in somebody else's life. I've had I've uh, so I have a, a song that I've been working on for a long time. It's uh, called NPC. Yes, yeah. you get the you you exactly get it. Yeah, you're you know we're the main character in our lives, but. You know, yeah. especially as musicians, you kind of recognize that you're not the focus of everybody. Yeah, of like, any, yeah anybody. You're else. always the background. You're yeah. always in the background. Now, I'm not saying that you can't completely steal the show and some 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 of those moments and stuff, but there is a, an element to you know always. If if there was a movie about somebody's life, unless it's a musician, um, you'd be the person playing at the bar that they go to. Yeah. Wh- just one time, you know, one night, and then leaving, and probably, you know, not ever thinking about that person on stage again. So, yeah, that idea of, you know, the non-player character. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what Untitled 03 is about, which is why it's like the third Untitled, and it's all lowercase. Like, 
minimal no. effort, you know, like, <laughs> right. I don't even remember your name, your, your background character three. You right. Know? I gotcha. Very cool. 18 floating. Floating ever so close to the end um, is an interlude. Um, it's a very soft interlude. Where have we, you know, where, you think, where are we at on the record? Well, we've gone through a lot. We've done a lot. And so this, this track 18, floating ever so close to the end is a decompression song. Whereas, um, and, and so is kind of, so is track 19. Um, whereas uh, the last words I utter, the only words in that song is, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, I remember that's, that. That's, yeah. And so we start off the record with, my name is Noah Rankin Capados, and I do not suck dick. It's okay if you do, though. Word to your wives. <laughs> and then the last word is, you know, the last phrase is, yeah, that's it. After right. you've gone through this, such a journey. Yeah. So I, I think that that's, you know, definitely a, a cool idea and some, like a lost art, like I was saying, as far as going through, like being so conscious of, you know, the listing, the track listing and, you know, going from this, when does your ear need a break? When does, um, you know, we, when do we need to get serious? Those are kind of cool concepts. And you think of it more of as like a total piece of art instead of, you know, just one track of art. Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, uh, I've always liked that kind of thing. I mean, I think the older I get and the more technology changes, I mean, not only do artists focus on that less, but, you know, I, be, be, because of that, I think that there is something, you know, everything's growing and changing at all times. So, you know, some people might think it's worse that, you know, that may, maybe people don't make, some, you know, full-length albums with the intention of, like leading you through the whole thing, the whole mm -hmm. experience. Uh, but I mean, there's po there's positives to both. You know, both can exist. You know, yeah. it's the same argument as like vinyl versus digital, like recording analog versus digital. Like, which is better? Well, I don't think there, there's there a better a definitive answer on analog versus digital. I hate to be that douche, but it, digital is better. It reproduces sound exactly versus analog, whereas like analog doesn't always reproduce. Like vinyl record players, all of the bases like physically in those grooves. Right. So like the compression and mastering and mixing all that, not to sound like a total nerd and shut down. You can definitely sound like yeah. a total yeah. nerd. Yeah. I just don't a hundred percent agree. Just doesn't feel right. I mean, I, I that's always the that's the way the, the answer. I I think that everybody has their answer for what they prefer, but I mean. There is something to listening to an old beat up record. I don't mm -hmm. know. I mean, that's the aesthetic around it, though. Not necessarily. It's the whole situation as instead of just the music. But when you re listen to regular music, like digital music, mm -hmm. uh, recorded digitally, there's there's a lot of surrounding factors as well. It's a. I mean, it's not. I'm just saying it's not just one thing. It's like the same idea as people getting annoyed at TikTok. Um, yeah, I get I get annoyed at people getting annoyed, especially musicians that like, I I see I see what they're saying about it. You know, I I understand their grievances and the the Instagram reels and the shorts. You know, every every social media is doing re like that reel type. Yeah, you gotta that have everything's that shifted attention grabbing. Right, and that can be super annoying. But you know, you should look at it like an opportunity for growth. You know, it's it's mm -hmm. it's uh. It's in the same in the same realm of uh, I don't know. I always shut down me, Grandpa. I'm Grandpa in that situation. <laughs> well, of, like TikToks and that kind of stuff. Right. I was but like that's that an for opportunity a, to grow. I but you know you just got to look at it like YouTube. Think about YouTube when that first came out. Janet Jackson. Yeah, that 
Is that is that is that that's your first reason, memory of that's YouTube? That's the reason YouTube became a thing is because uh, the Janet Jackson. I don't know much controversy. The the that Super Bowl thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't Nipplegate. I very. I don't. I don't connect those two things in my mind even oh, slightly. Dude, but that's that's how when that is when YouTube picked ticked off. Okay. Is crazy. But what my my thing is like imagine being on the ground floor of YouTube and like mm-hmm. real seeing it like everybody watches youtube every, literally every person nobody ever pays for it but um, which is a funny i actually you, pay, you for, pay for the that, because i get it at the student discount oh there you and go and yeah and actually youtube music streams at higher bit rates than Spotify. right I've, I've heard that as well but uh, anyhow like being on the ground floor like there's a couple of artists that just completely blew up because of youtube mm-hmm. Pl- plenty of people have because they jumped on it right at the and that's where we're at with tiktok i mean yeah. i think tiktok although very annoying it doesn't really know what it is yet i think that the the people using it are slowly starting to figure out like you know it used to just be kind of weird dances yeah now now my whole feed is just uh how to how to grow your audience how to you know it's very no yeah it's the algorithm the it, algorithm is good, is what I'm trying to it get is. to. It's very, and, and it, it is very engaging. It keeps you there. But it's like people doing cool guitar solos mm-hmm. and like maybe breaking them down a little bit. People talking about uh, uh, like how to play certain things. Uh, and then there's a bunch of marketing things, a bunch of video editing things. That's my whole feed is that yeah. now. That's and why I actually, sorry to cut you off, but no, go for that, it. that, I get, that's my feed too on Facebook. And that's why I kind of like chuckled is because I was like, damn, because that's when I, every time I see that, I'm like, okay, time to get off of this shit. Because like at one time I, I was thinking about an electric scooter. I got an ad for an electric scooter. Right. Like within it's, it, they pick up on your, the algorithm picks, picks up on that's exactly why it's it's kind of, good, but I don't like that. It it's the me positive out. and the negative. I mean, it, it's it's as annoying as it is great. Yeah. I think, and I think if you think about the the predecessors, which are Facebook and YouTube, you know, they're, it's the same thing. I mean, there 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 was a time where nobody really understood it, mm-hmm. and it didn't even really understand itself. And then you know, it grows and grows to become this thing that everybody knows about now as a musician getting in on the ground floor of that is a better place to be even if you maybe aren't as talented as other people or mm-hmm. you know just learning how to use the app you're leagues ahead when, because eventually i don't know which one it's going to be it's going to be tiktok it's going to be reels it's going to be shorts that's going to be the next you know when, when generation I was, yeah, yeah i mean of you youtube essentially i mean youtube mm-hmm. that was so crazy for us as as you know in our adolescence to be able to watch just all these crazy videos at the just at the tip of your finger facebook instagram and snapchat was like my introductory into like social media see i saw it from facebook yeah myspace myspace was my first and that was very music based too it still is they're trying to bring it back but it's only for artists yeah and i mean i I don't think they're gonna have i don't think they're gonna have much luck competing with the thing about TikTok is it's good at what it does. You mm-hmm. know, it keeps you drawn in. It knows what you like, and uh, it's slowly, you know, the content, you know, as a one time where it was just weird dances with people is like, okay, well, here's... It knows you. Yeah, well, there's so, so many people are getting on board with it, mm-hmm. so there's so much more content people are creating every day. So then, because of that, 
you know, you have all these a lot more different topics that, you know, people are creating content about. So then they have a really good algorithm that will dial you in to kind of keep you into whatever your interests are. So, you know, I just have a prediction that it's like it's gonna it's gonna be again, I don't know whether it's TikTok. TikTok seems to be the one that it's going really yeah, it's it's very big right now. Right. So getting such a grandpa. And and I just you know, it was hard for me to wanna sign up for it because it's just a weird a weird thing, you know, it's one of those social medias that, you know, all social media is weird. I, I, I mean, face, Facebook was like, uh, I, like I felt like that, that was my generation. That was like the people that, uh, kind of got what it was for, you know, is is a social, you know, very, very like, here is your friends group is yeah. how you communicate. You show some pictures. You can I was 12 when I got onto Facebook and I think that was, that was about the same time, around two thousand seven, eight ish. Yeah, yeah, same same time. Beginning as of Farmville, YouTube, Farmville, right? <laughs> yeah, that's important. Let's put that in the books. Yeah. Um, but uh, so being being kind of seeing from the very beginning, whereas like I didn't really understand what it was, I didn't really get it, and then eventually get an account, still not really knowing what it was for a long time, and then you get comfortable using it. That's the same with TikTok. That's the same with YouTube. Yeah. I've seen it happen so many times and not jumped on board early enough for all of them. You know, yeah. I should have been more about it YouTube when a long time ago. Like now, of course, all my stuff's on YouTube and I make videos and I try to put content out there. But man, if I would have gotten you know early, it would have been way better, and I would know how to use the app better. I would know how to market better in that app. I would know how to edit for that app. Uh, so, I, I, that's just how I look at. It. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think there. It's it's good or bad. There there are positives and negatives to it. Like you're saying, it can drain your life. You know, if you just sit there scrolling and not recognize that that's you know, a problem because that's yeah. the whole app's goal is to, to keep, keep you engaged. engaged and ISO focused on it. And I, I can't even imagine like I, I to, to a sense, I feel like I'm lucky cause I'm older. I can kind of, you know, I can see the emptiness in that like immediately mm-hmm. and like the whole goal of, but being an eight year old and using TikTok, that oh, would yeah. be nuts because it's just it's dopamine, cool. dopamine, yeah. dopamine, dopamine, yes. dopamine. Like I, I can just keep you so just in a box you know it's it's such like it almost zombifies people to an extent so it's like there's definitely negatives to it yeah but and i mean i don't think i would be on it if i wasn't a musician it wouldn't have pushed me to do it to 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 take the plunge ultimately but yeah I, i just feel like it's a necessity at this point like you, do you have a TikTok account? You don't no. want a TikTok account in your eyes. But see, that's silly. <laughs> you're you're so right, though. <laughs> it's, it's silly because think about YouTube. Think about MySpace. Even uh, so, Dane Cook. Dane Cook was a comedian. Yes. He yes. blew up on my MySpace because what he was so involved with MySpace. He knew how it worked. He got everybody's emails. He got um, uh, he, he direct communication with his fans mm-hmm. and blew up to where he was doing arenas. Yeah. And I mean, I like Dane Cook. I don't think he's a bad comedian or anything. I don't think he's the best comedian, you know, but because he figured out that little tiny thing, you know, how, how to connect with his fans better. Uh, huge, huge yeah. success. Well, I, I don't mean, even I don't even know any of any of his content, but I know the name. And right. That, speaks for itself right bo burnham you know bo oh burnham. i love bo burnham he's yeah. he's he's probably but he's my... the our internet the internet people's you know kind yeah of dane cook like the youtube you he's the youtube version College of humor. dane cook yeah um 
because you know he he put his goofy songs up on YouTube mm-hmm. and got a huge audience because it was right in its like kind of birthing of of YouTube. So you know he got it. Now he's you know he was on College Humor, right? The the channel before he blew up on YouTube. Yes, I didn't know that. Yeah, no. yeah, no, he had a song like "How to Play Piano to Pick Up Girls." Uh, that's like a super old video, and that's Bo Burnham. He's like, all you have to do arpeggio. Right. All you have to do is say that but word. And that was, wasn't yeah. on YouTube? That was... So that was on YouTube. That was college that's, humor. That's what I'm saying. Like, Okay, so... Just, just, I mean, maybe it was on both. I don't know. But I'm saying the fact that he got in at the ground floor, you know, kind of opened a lot of doors for yeah. him. Now, he's immensely talented. I'm not mm-hmm. taking away from that. But the, the fact that he got in early and uh, kind of learned how to use the platform and learned, you know, his strengths and how to kind of put them forward for people to consume, uh, I think just, you know, mixed with his immense yeah. talent, I mean, just blew him up crazy. So you got to, I don't know, I'm always saying, like, I, I, f- I always feel weird when I say it, but musicians should, you know, jump on anything like that you can. I mean, you should be on everything. You should be so, like, just... Because everybody's all about ease anyway. You know, you, you want to be one click away. That's yep. it. One click. You put any more obstacles for somebody to listen to your music, they're not going to get to that second click. I mean, that's... That's the truth. But anyway, that's my little TikTok rant, Link I guess. trees, those are actually two clicks. Right. Oh, right. my goodness. Oh. Too, too many. Yeah, too, and, too many. And, and your song needs <laughs> to be 15 seconds. Yep. Yeah, but it it is wild. It is wild to kind of see where it's all going. And I don't, you know, I feel like the old guy on TikTok kind of because you know it's at this point it does, is geared towards you know the younger. But it's it's I think eventually I think that it's this is going to be like people's TV. Like that's what they're going to watch TV on. My mom loves TikTok. Right. Exactly. Well, she, okay. So she's a little older than me, probably. So no, she. Uh, well, how old are you? Uh, Thirty-four. Oh yeah, she she's turning. Is it 22? Yeah, so she's turning... She was born in at the end of 1980, so she's 42. Right, so just a little bit older than me. Going but. to be 42. Yeah, it's weird to say that my mom's only 42. I'm 24. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. But it's a different... You know, that's your your unique aesthetic and uh, perspective comes from that, I think. 100% right. But is there anything else you want to say about the album before we wrap it up here, or...? I just appreciate you having me. Yeah. Here. You know, I, I enjoy you. I'm always in for a good conversation whenever I can get it. And, uh, you know, you've, you've done the job twice, so that's good. Hey, I like to talk. Ideally, right. get paid to talk one day. <laughs> yeah, uh, get, uh, get get paid to talk. Uh, but you should, you know, do the listening part, too. Oh, 100%. I like, uh, but see, I'm too, f- I think, I, I want to be a comedian too much, so I just never shut up. Right, yeah. I have that problem. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think I, don't, I wasn't even. Aiming no, it's at not it. even you, a dig, but that's I, people like us. Yeah, right. I, I feel like you know a lot of people get paid to talk, but do maybe they should oh, listen a little more. Get paid sometime. to listen, like yeah. a life lesson. Yeah, oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, but it was stupid. I no, know, but I appreciate it. Anyhow, all right. So let's. Uh, how how do people find your music? Um, uh, let's talk about some of the stuff that. Isn't isn't is out already first? Yeah. I mean, is it all under Great Value Jesus? Okay, so yep, you can type that Jesus in anywhere. anywhere. You got all of my music all at once. And the other podcast we did with the full band mm-hmm. it would be under the Great Value Jesus episode. Uh, and your album w- w- at the time, big things are coming. Is that big things coming soon? Big things coming. Your album, big yeah. things coming soon, is going to be out January sixth. 
and you'll be able to check that out probably everywhere you stream music. Damn right. And uh, I think that's it. Thanks, Tyler. Awesome. Very cool. Well, all right. That's it. Cool. We did it. Now, were the cameras rolling? Was it? Was it